on your iPod Nano, on your Zoom, on your Sony Ericsson Walkman, or on your MP3 player. This is Woody and Friends with Jack Woody. Good morning, good afternoon, and of course a very good evening. This is once again Woody and Friends. Yes, indeed, we've made it to a third episode. A huge shout-out to both Amy and Bri, who have put aside time to sit down and tolerate me waffling to them for nearly an hour at a time so far. Uh, in this episode, I've got another name to add to the list of those unfortunate people. I'm very pleased to say that we have some more West Midlands dulcet tones joining the Woody and Friends clan, and so without further ado, joining us for his debut, a very warm welcome to the Almighty Dan. Dan, good afternoon. Hello, Woody, and to all the listeners, I'm absolutely delighted to be here today for the third instalment of the poddy. I must say that I've got some really tough acts to follow. You have, you have. We're, we're very humble, very humble in this podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, what have we got coming up in this episode? Coming up, yep, you guessed it, our recurring feature storytelling back for another edition. And of course, Bryony joins us for the return of Best of Luck, mate, at the end of the episode. Plus a handful of weird and wonderful news we've uncovered over the past week. Uh, so, a little bit about how we know each other, Dan. So, we... What was it about? About a year ago, um, wasn't it, that we came into each other's lives, for want of a better term. Yeah, time flies when you're having fun, doesn't it, Woody? It does, it does. Um, so it was, what, Cornwall, and you're, you're still down there, I think, aren't you? Yeah, so I'm, I'm based in Cornwall for university, and, and we met through a mutual friend, and we, I think the first time we met was over a, a, a pint of cider and a pint of Guinness in a, mm. um, a wonderful venue called Fives Cider and Pizza House in Falmouth. That yeah, and I think nice. our, our relationship has been mainly alcohol-based since then, I think, as well, hasn't it? Yeah, we're uh, we're very good friends on Untapped as well. Um, so, I mean, I'm yeah. a sporadic user of that, but you're a uh, you're a seasoned professional. How many how many have you clocked in now? So, currently, I'm ashamed, but also slightly proud to admit I'm on about 454 different beers. So, wow. that reflects a lot of my kind of poor financial decisions and also poor health choices throughout my life but <laughs> it's a number that I'm, I'm secretly proud of and if anyone asks oh, yeah. me i'll say no but i am proud of it deep down I, mean, I hope none of the people you're going to tell are listening to this at the moment so i mean i'm on i'm just having a look at my profile and like i say i only use it sporadically um mainly when you prompt me but <laughs> i'm on uh 48 check-ins for 43 beers what would you say your favorite beer is that you've tried so i have Obviously, this is this has got to discount Guinness because that's always a straight favourite. Mm. But I really, I'm a big fan of uh, Neck Oil by Beavertown, and I'm also a big fan of pretty much any kind of Pilsner as well, which is a very okay. broad range. But I like a I like a German beer, so I like your I like Kronbacher. That's a very nice beer. Mm. So there's, oh, a lot is, of, yeah. there's a lot of choices, a lot of very nice choices. But I've I've been trying to cut down. I'm not doing dry January, I'm doing moist January, I like to say. Hmm. <laughs> so I've been having a couple here and there and trying to cut down a little bit as well. But are you are you doing dry January? I am. Um, so over Christmas, I mean, as you know, I, I do like, a, I, I'm partial to a couple of pints of, uh, pints of lemonade <laughs> beer yeah. over, the, uh, over the Christmas season. And I think it's time to give my liver a break, but soon come, 1st of February, I'll, I'll be back on it. And plus, February is the uh, also the month of my birthday as well, so gonna have to go hard on that one. Beautiful. And when we're back in February, what's your favourite tip, or what will be the first pint you reach for? Uh, oof, it's I don't know if it's a controversial choice or it's whatever, but definitely gonna have to be a Madry exceptional. Anyone who knows was... me will know I have a uh, I have an affinity with that beer. I was expecting that response to be honest. The amount of times <laughs> I've seen a um, a photo of a pint of Madry in your local, that's um, that's that's the classic Woody beer that is. Of course, and I might have to get some uh, Corev in as well. I had that when I was down with you. Very much a fan of that as well. 
Yeah, there's lots of very interesting beers in the Southwest. And without making it, because I'm, I'm, I'm very aware this isn't a beer podcast, so I'll keep my nerdy facts away. But there's a lot of very interesting breweries down here. So there's there's the uh, St. Austell Brewery, which makes mm. your uh, Doom Bar and that all that kind of stuff as well. And there's lots of uh, really interesting craft breweries down here as well. So coming from the Midlands, it's it's coming from a place with loads of breweries to a place with loads of breweries. I've had a skinfuls in both the places, and I can just wholeheartedly <laughs> say that the beer's amazing in England, wherever you go. Exactly. Okay, so I'd like to kick off things uh, with a story that is from September, but I only recently found it, uh, as I tend to live under a rock with these kind of things and don't find them until about three or four months later. Um, but Ireland's Virgin Media News went viral that week uh, with its TV segment on what it described as a mysterious hole that was discovered on a Dublin beach. A report that aired on Wednesday suggested that a small crater in the sand could have been the result of a once-in-a-lifetime cosmic event. A local astrophysics enthusiast claimed a rock found inside the hole could have come from space. After the report aired, though, footage emerged on social media of two men digging the hole the previous day. This is my favourite bit. A community note added to the channel's post on Twitter read, It is in fact not a cosmic event. Instead, it was dug out the day before by two lads with a beat spade. I must say, I was very interested in this story. When I looked at the prompt notes, it was described as beach hole story. And I was really, really confused what that could have been referring to. But it just sounded like um, regular island goings on. Like, not really much Pretty else much. to do. So they just decided to dig a hole and chuck a rock in the bottom. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm very cryptic when it comes to putting these uh, show notes together. Keeps you guessing right up to the last minute. Uh, so... One of my hobbies every now and again, and this is a very sad hobby, but it is to go on Google Maps and type in a number of American restaurant chains and find reviews from them. So I'm going to read some reviews that I have compiled for the lovely listeners. Uh, So the young man who waited on me was very nice. He did a great job, all well and good. Uh, Rated one star. You had me in the first half there, to be honest with you. I, was, I wasn't expecting that one star there, to be honest. I wonder what he did wrong. It's such a nice uh, review and then just simply spoiled by the uh, one star. I find, though, uh, it might have been left by, by an old person because, as I'm sure you're aware, they're uh, quite technophobes. Um, and I've, I've found as well with Google Maps, whenever you pass a restaurant, it'll think you've been in there and will prompt yeah. you to write a review. And you get all these old people that, that rate it one star saying... I don't know. I didn't go there. Definitely. I think the older generations in America are pretty much a phobes to anything. Yeah. Uh, technophobes, you know, there's, there's a lot of other things to be described there. I'll leave that the list to goes the, on, uh, needless to say. Okay, so I literally just called to see what time they closed due to Labor Day because I understand some businesses close early. And I don't know how this lady did this, by the way. The lady hung up in my face. Hung up in your face? Wow. Yeah. Well, very I'm glad rude. the phone was on her face, not other, any other parts of her body. So. <laughs> Could have been worse. Uh, and that was also understandably rated one star. One more for this segment. The burger is good, but for some reason the coleslaw tasted like I was eating someone's cigarette ashes with a spoon. It smelled like cigarettes and tasted like them. It basically caused me to lose my appetite and I threw everything away. And I don't smoke. Rated one star. So there I'd you like are. To know in the restaurant where they threw this stuff. Just away in general to the next table or to the to the floor or you know for it in, for it in the uh, the cashier's face probably this this has got on to a very anti-American um, start to this episode I do apologise I'm, I'm I'm really not anti-America I've been there twice and uh, had a lovely lovely time on both occasions yeah same I'm sure if we have any listeners from America I'm sure you're lovely people I'm sure you don't hang the phone up in people's faces or throw your food at other people but no, that's just a course. sweeping generalisation. <laughs> Um, and also, while compiling some bits and pieces for this episode, I came across 
a website called recordsetters.com. And I'm not sure how accurate this is because it doesn't seem like a Guinness World Records mandated website. Uh, but I've compiled five, um, according to this website, slowest world records. And Dan, I'd like you to guess uh, how long it took for each record holder to make their attempt. Okay, I'll so, do my best. I'll do my best. Uh, so, slowest time to close a draw. How long are you saying? Wow, slowest time to close a draw. So, how how often how how fast do we say normally it will take to close a draw? About a couple of seconds, if that. A couple of seconds, yeah. So I'm going to go. So you've got to think: Are these people purposely doing this to take the Mickey? Really? Probably. So I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess uh, two minutes. It was actually seven minutes, twenty-one point eight two seconds. The point eight two really makes the makes the massive difference. <laughs> <laughs> um, slowest blink. Slowest blink. Uh, you, you've got to kind of class this. At what point is it a blink, or is it just closing your eyes? Yeah, I think, I, um, um, and I think this may have been as like they're gradually closing their eyes rather than their eyes being closed for this amount of time. I'm gonna say, gosh, I'm gonna say 15 seconds because that that I can't imagine the control required behind that. <laughs> it was actually three minutes, 43.63 seconds. Wow. Okay. That this is this. These are some very arbitrary um, attempts, aren't they? <laughs> okay. Uh, slowest fist bump. Slowest fist bump. I'm gonna go for five seconds because I can't imagine. Because I would picture a fist bump as the 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 moment of contact, but it really depends on what you're classing as the fist bump, I suppose. Mm. But yeah, five seconds. Four minutes, thirty-eight point two one seconds. Wow. Okay. I'd like to know if both parties were privy to this record, or it was just one very eager person and one person who had absolutely no clue what was going on. Yeah. Slowest time to eat a bowl of cereal. Slowest time to eat a bowl of cereal. Well, I know personally, I could probably qualify for this record, depending on how long it is, because I do like a, a good soggy bowl of cereal, quite controversially, really. Mm. But I would, oh, I've got to say, three hours. Wow, that's actually the first one you've got over. Um, it was actually 26 minutes, 17.18 seconds. Right, I think we've got to have a, an official podcast event of me beating that record because I can yeah. definitely get that good <laughs> It'd be a very long podcast, but there we are. <laughs> yeah, it's all, all good content for listeners as well, me eating a bowl exactly. of cereal. Nice and engaging. Uh, and finally, <laughs> slowest time to complete a course on Mario Kart. And this is another record that I'm sure I could give a good run for because mm. I'm absolutely abysmal at Mario Kart. <laughs> so I'm going to say, I'm going to say 17 minutes. Just to, oh just to... yes, that is uh, well, 17 minutes, 10.76 seconds. Oh, you know what? I'll take that. I'll take that. There you go. <laughs> there you are. So maybe so it was I'll, me. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll give you a point for that one. Uh, so you got one out of five there. Very well done. One out of five. Great. Great start <laughs> to the podcast, isn't it? <laughs> It's now time for our regular feature, Storytelling. If you're new to the pod or need a reminder, Jack and I tell each other a story and we have to work out whether or not it's true, asking each other questions on it to separate the fact from the fiction. So I think I'm going to go first. Is that okay? okay? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, go ahead. Perfect. So I'm going to do this in a bit of a would I lie to you style. So I'm going to give you a sentence and I would like you to ask me questions on it if that works for you. Yeah, sounds good. So after a drunken night out in my first year of university, I marinated my MacBook in a beautiful Japanese style marinade. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. um, Right. Okay. Uh, 
What marinade was it? So the marinade was honey, garlic, and peanut butter. I'd, I'd made it myself, and I'd um, I'd mi- prepared it the day before to go on some chicken that I was going to cook for the the night after. Okay. That, I mean, my next question was going to be, did you make the marinade while drunk? But that's answered that. <laughs> well, this is, I don't know where to start apart from that one. Just like to throw um, you a completely, completely stray one there for you. Yeah, it's a curveball. That's a major curveball. Um, okay. So, did anyone see you do this or was it just you on your own? Well... The thing was that the actual act of marinating itself was completely unintentional. So I wasn't drunk enough to intentionally marinate my MacBook. This was in my room. I'd accidentally, somehow, I can't exactly remember, as of most of my nights in the first year of university, I'd somehow put the marinade onto the MacBook. And um, it really did soak in it. It got all of the keys and, you know, all of the internals as well. Somehow it still works and has, you know, still works to this day. But every now and again, I'll, I'll open the, the MacBook up and there will be some of this marinade still coming out. <laughs> oh, OK. <laughs> and, and how long ago is this? You're in your last year of uni now, aren't you, I think? Yeah. So this was this was um, coming on two years ago now. So the, the excretions of marinade have slowed down in uh, the recent years, but they are still there, <laughs> surprisingly. <laughs> They're still going. Um, okay. Um, it must must be quite a horrible smell still coming out of your your MacBook. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm glad I picked the the honey, garlic, and peanut butter kind of marinade because it, it is it is a nice it is a pleasant smell. But as you can imagine, after two years, it starts to go a bit <laughs> stale. So yeah. <laughs> what, what do people around you make of this? Well. Uh, <laughs> I've got my MacBook solely for doing university work, and I don't right. really do a lot of uni work, so it's, it's it's mostly out of the way, so not a lot of people will notice it, but I think when I do get out, I'm quite ashamed of it, so in the library I'll hide it, you know, I'll give it a quick wipe before I get it out of my bag, just to make sure no one else sees the um, the honey secretions <laughs> coming from the laptop, I suppose. Um, okay, so I... Hmm. I, I have been on a night out with you previously, and I, yes. I don't think you ever got up to that amount of chaotic things. Uh, so I'm going to go false. You are true. It was a lie. The caveat to that story is that it was not a honey, garlic, and peanut butter marinade. It was simply half a bottle of soy sauce. So <laughs> on this unsaid drunken night, it was I do believe it was Halloween, and I'd had a fair amount to drink, as, as you do in your first year of university. And yeah. the, the bottle of soy sauce sat above my MacBook on the shelf. And at some point coming in on this night, I'd knocked the soy sauce bottle over. It must have been open for some reason. And half of it was emptied into my MacBook and all over the floor. So my room smelled like soy sauce for the rest of the year. And every now and again, I do get little bits of soy sauce still coming out of my laptop for, from some <laughs> somewhere. I'm not really sure where. But... Out of the disc tray, maybe, or throughout. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all, all through the keyboard. So there we are. That's, uh, that's why you should never leave a laptop or soy sauce around, Dan. Exactly. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break for tea or something stronger, but there's plenty more still to come. We have another slice of storytelling. Bry steps in once again for best of luck, mate, plus another chunk of nonsense news we've dug up from the internet this week. This is Woody and Friends with Jack and Dan, back in just a moment. Woody and Friends, sponsored by Supermarket's own brand lager. We're not being paid or anything, but Woody's probably gone to the fridge to get one. Back in a tick. 
Enjoying the show? Got a funny story you'd like us to cover? Perhaps you'd like to join in with some storytelling? Or maybe you just want to send us pictures of your dinner? Reach out. Pod at hotmail.com Sounds professional, doesn't it? An individual with a wealth of talent, hilarity and great chat. Alongside Jack Woody for their sins. It's okay. They're only here out of politeness. Welcome back to part two of this instalment of Woody and Friends with the boys, Jack and Dan. As promised, even more smirk-worthy banter between now and the end of the show when Bryony joins us to restore some order and professionalism. For best of luck, mate. Thank you. So, I'm not sure about you, but have you ever left anything in a hotel room, Dan? The thing is with me is I'm absolutely petrified that I'll leave something in the hotel room. So I'd say I check the hotel rooms as I leave them at least five times over. Like drawers, cupboards, literally everything. Like I'll go in the bathroom five times. I'll walk through the walk through the hotel room like, you know, countless times, just checking yeah. everything over and over again. I'm just I think something might happen to me in a past life where I've left something in a hotel room because it's just an irrational fear, really. I mean, uh, the only thing I've really left in hotel rooms is very boring, but it's normally just chargers and something. But I remember the last night um, when I was with you in Cornwall. It was St. Patrick's Day, so uh, we were we were all out on the lash, uh, as they say. Um, and so I, I found my way back to my hotel room. I kind of lied down on my bed, conked out, um, and then I woke up at about six or, or six half six in the morning, uh, and my glasses were nowhere to be seen. I fallen asleep with them on. <laughs> Luckily, I found them on the other side of the room somehow. I must, I must have like in in my sleep reached up and taken them off and just chucked them across the room because I nearly left them um, and I nearly didn't get to my coaching time. How did you find them? I honestly have no idea. I panicked, looked round everywhere, um, and uh, luckily, I uh, I found them just in time. Um, so, in a recent survey conducted by EasyJet Holidays, 100 hotels within its network revealed some of the most peculiar items left behind by holidaymakers over the past year. Among the unexpected finds were dentures, a full clown costume complete with a wig and red nose, uh, and even witchcraft paraphernalia. Uh, The survey showcased a range of unusual discoveries, including prosthetic limbs, a glass eye, a grandma's lucky teacup, thousands of old German mark coins hidden behind a toilet's water tank, and an inflatable boat amongst others. How would you forget a prosthetic limb or a glass eye? That's what I would like to know. Do you not think you'd be like struggling to walk out the room and be like, maybe I've forgotten something here? Yeah, why, why am I hopping along? Yeah. <laughs> and um, well, it's glad to glad to see that someone's been taking their German marks, a completely <laughs> completely usable currency, and stashing it behind the toilet. That's great. Yeah, I just I've had so many questions that we wouldn't have enough time for me to ask them all. Um, so we'll we'll move swiftly on um, to uh, another world record related story. Uh, a German man broke a Guinness World Record when he downed a cup of coffee in three point one two seconds. How did he do that, by the way? Because I don't know about you, but I I struggled to drink a coffee for about five ten minutes after I've made it. I'd like to think about the anxiety that he'd get after that as well. Just the pure yeah. amount of caffeine surging through his system. I bet he didn't have a very fun time after that. <laughs> Probably not. Um, Felix von Maibom, I could be butchering the pronunciation of that, so apologies. For the li- another addition uh, to the list of things to cancel me for. Uh, recently achieved a remarkable feat by breaking the Guinness World Record for the fastest time to consume a cup of coffee in Frankfurt. I think that says Frankfurt, actually. I think I might have typed that wrong. Um, the record-setting moment clocked at an impressive 3.12 seconds, surpassed the previous record held by fellow German Andre Ortloff, 
uh, a prolific record breaker who set the bar in 2021 with a time just 0.05 seconds slower. Do you think he had to drink it really fast because he left all of his marks behind the toilet and couldn't pay for it? <laughs> like a stir runner. Yeah, that could. Uh, that, that's very, uh, very good at circling back there. Um, should we do some more storytelling? Yeah, that sounds great to me. Yes, indeed, it's time for part two of storytelling. This time I'll tell Dan uh, a story of my own. It could be a half-decent story, or it could be a great big fib. Let's go. So mine is nowhere near as good as yours, uh, but I'm going to tell it in a similar format to how you did. So, my dog's vet refuses to see me after I visited her with my dog, Clive, uh, and informed her that Clive was feeling a bit rough. (laughs) Get it? Uh, So, is that that true or false? So, what was the initial reaction to this this horrible pun um she just kind of stared at me blankly and just kind of carried on the appointment but we haven't seen her since purely for this reason and what was clive's reaction i must must ask uh well he he didn't really like the vet anyway um so i i can't say he's too he's too devastated about that so when you went to visit this vet was there anything actually wrong with clive or was this just a just an elongated joke that you were very invested in <laughs> um there was there was nothing really like wrong with him um he, he well he hadn't really been drinking as much water as he normally does okay okay so that's that's uh, that's that's quite a regular reason to see a vet i would say hmm. so what what breed is clive he is a golden retriever and how old was he at the time of this story um he was he was about two or three at the time two or three okay okay so that's still, interesting still quite a papa so it was was you said he wasn't drinking as much water. Do you regularly monitor how much water your dog drinks? Is this in milliliters or? Uh, well, I, I, I normally measure it in bowls. I would say, um, and so, uh, oh, um, I'm, not, I'm not sure how much he normally drinks. I don't measure it. I, we, I, I, I don't live alone, so um, I'm not normally the the chief uh, water bowl filler upper. Um, but it just all I know is it wasn't as much as he's usually been drinking. Okay, okay, and so so now now Clive hasn't had the opportunity to visit this lovely vet again if so say if if god forbid obviously if clive broke his leg today where would you go would this vet would this vet refuse to see you have you got a new vet or? probably would so we, we've got a different vet now um a different different practice thankfully uh, so should anything else happen to clive we are we are fully covered we're fully prepared for that eventuality great okay i think I, I think i'm ready to to pass my judgment now go ahead I think that is a lie, on, on solely on the fact that who would call a dog Clive? Whoa, come on. There is, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you, that is a lie, um, so you got that <laughs> correct. Um, but, you know, it's there's, there's no real bad names for a dog apart from the obvious ones. Um, Clive. But, yeah. <laughs> Look, they're part of the family, so you've got to give them human names. Um, but, yeah, that was a lie. I don't have a dog called Clive. I don't even have a dog. I've never owned a dog. Would love a dog, um, but that is a, a big lie, unfortunately. I'd love to meet a dog called Clive. If any of the listeners have a dog called Clive, please feel free to drop Woody a message. I'd love to know, and I'd love to see yeah. photos of Clive. At Woody AF Pod on Twitter and Instagram if you want to reach out. So, we'd, uh, yeah, send in your dog pictures if, uh, if you've got any dogs with, well, any dogs called Clive, preferably, or if you've got any other, any other human names. I once met a dog called Pam at the football uh, a few weeks Pam. ago. So, yeah, shout out Pam. Yorkshire Terrier, Shout out, Pam. Pam, if yeah. you're listening, love you. <laughs> <laughs> so there we are. That's uh, that's it for storytelling for this week. I'm sure it'll return um, again next week if we're not bored of it already, which I'm sure we're getting there, I think. Um, so 
I've got one last story uh, before we do some more American restaurant reviews and uh, before the lovely Bryony joins us to, like we said earlier, restore some order. So another animal-related one, considering we were just speaking about a non-existent dog called Clive. Um, a cat who went missing from our owner's home turned out to have gone for an 800-mile round trip across England and Wales in the engine compartment of a moving van. Have you ever done that? Uh, believe it or not, no, I've never, I've never been anywhere in the engine compartment of a moving van. But... Well, there we go. I've just ruined the next storytelling for you. <laughs> I was, um, I was, I was a bit confused there where you said the cat made an 800 mile round trip because I thought, well, that's a very uh, motivated cat. I don't, don't normally think I can make a two mile round trip to uni in the mornings, but here we are. <laughs> here we are. Uh, Laura Till said her family's eight year old Siamese cat Jasmine failed to return home for dinner at her Western Supermare home on the same day that her neighbours moved to Lanelli in Wales. It was two days later that Till received a call from a vet in Dawlish, England. Jasmine turned out to have crawled into the engine of one of the moving vans parked on the street the day she disappeared and went on a trip from Western Supermare to Lanelli and back to the driver Jeff Borer's home in Devon. That's, that's kind of done your way-ish. I'll drive through Devon yeah, way, I'd it? say that's a very resilient cat, to be honest, to survive eight hours in, in the engine block and... I'd give props, so shout out to shout out to Jasmine as well as Pam if she's listening. If you're listening, we adore you. Um, Bora drove the truck the following day for jobs that took him through to Exeter, Honiton, Bournemouth, and Chippenham. He finally discovered Jasmine under the hood of his vehicle after the feline had been stowing away for about 800 miles. The cat was taken to the vet in Dawlish and scanned for a microchip, which revealed Till's contact information. Luckily, Till said Jasmine was a bit dehydrated from her journey, just a bit. <laughs> 800 miles uh, dehydrated from a journey but otherwise uninjured so there we are happy ending to a story um, about a cat that did a 800 mile round trip we really are scraping the barrel three episodes in it's a very impressive you know boil in the bag jasmine normally rice this time it was a cat <laughs> there we are brilliant brilliant that's, uh, that's the title for the episode sorted <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I've got some more American restaurant reviews. We'll finish up with these ones. Uh, so this one is from a McDonald's in America, which I can I can assure you there are several thousand of them, most likely. Uh, this one says, Always mess up my order and my friend's orders and family's orders, and we still have to pay for what they didn't give us. And to be honest, I've had better food in jail. <laughs> there we go. That's the uh, He's outed himself there. I'd like to ask you, Jack, have you ever left a review on a McDonald's? Have you ever been that disgusted or that... Uh, it- you know, um, have you ever enjoyed a McDonald's that much? You felt like leaving a review? Um, no, actually. I saw a video, actually, ages ago. Uh, someone eating in a restaurant, and they, they kind of eat it, and they slam the plate down, and then they go, Who made this meal? <laughs> like, go out to the kitchen all angry. Who made this? Show yourself. And then someone reluctantly, It was me. And then he goes, That was the best meal I've ever had. I've been tempted to do that before. But I don't know yeah. if I'd say McDonald's is the best meal I've ever had. Um, Traumatised some poor exactly. spotty teenager as well. <laughs> some hungover, probably stoned spotty teenager. So we've slagged off Americans and McDonald's workers now. Great. If yeah. you're either of those categories <laughs> or both, feel free to drop us a message with your hate. Any kind of uh, fan interaction is well valued. At Woody AF Pod, please send us your bile. Um, I showed up wanting a drink mix I saw online, which was a coffee with a vanilla milkshake. When they said they couldn't get food to my kids or my wife or a drink right for me, they said we all showed up drunk. Even the kids. <laughs> well, um, drunk children, this is uh, gone from the ice cream machines broken to your kids are inebriated. That's yes. A bit of a jump, isn't it? <laughs> 
There's a lot to unpack there. Uh, we tried walking out and then got service because now we're thieves. Uh, that cashier... <laughs> I can't believe I'm about to read this. That cashier can kiss my booty and know my address, whatever that means. Her manager can eat dump knowing he didn't serve any food that night. Whatever was going on with the chef, shout out. Sorry for a bad night. Night, uh, I should say, but it's missing the tea. One star. <laughs> wow, that was... I think it says more about the demographic of uh, McDonald's than the the staff, to be honest. So we've had uh, an ex-inmate. We've had someone who wants their booty kissed. We've had drunk children. What's next? I know, I know. Um, And (laughs) finally, um, our server handed us silverware with a napkin wrapped around... I I don't think this is McDonald's. I've never been served anything on (laughs) a silver plate. Be nice, though. Uh, Our server handed us silverware with a napkin wrapped around them, and there was a booger on the napkin. When I got up to get new napkins off a nearby table, she made a deal out of it. Absolutely horrible. Well, that's, that's kind of says it all, really, doesn't it? Like you say, the demographic of uh, McDonald's workers, and uh, I need to stop. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get cancelled again. <laughs> should, should see, really. This, this, the, the true ending of this podcast is when I finally get cancelled, and you know. <laughs> Burst into a ball of cease and desist orders from uh, McDonald's <laughs> and the United States. Definitely. Yeah, there we are. So uh, that's that. That's uh, that's all the uh, scrapings of uh, internet news I've got for this week. Um, so that takes us to this. It's now about time for a returning feature we like to call Best of Luck, Mate. Cheers, Dan. So this is Best of Luck, Mate. Me and Amy played this way back in episode one. (laughs) Uh, And we're joined by the lovely Bryony, who also co-hosted last week's episode with me. They're not bored of my name ramblings just yet. Either that or they're just being incredibly nice. Uh, A very warm welcome once again to our resident quizzer and now a beloved member of the Woody and Frings gang. It's Bryony. Hello, I'm back for another week. Dragged you in against you once again. <laughs> I'm going to be Been slightly trapped. less cruel this week with my quizzing. Oh, thanks. Um, and before <laughs> we get into best of luck, mate, listening back to last week's episode, you didn't actually give your horrible question from quiz that. I didn't. Let's see if either of you know the answer to this. Yeah, go on. If it, either of you get this right, I'll give you an actual fiver. Oh, blimey. Well, I will PayPal you a fiver, so... <laughs> Other payment um, softwares are available. Of course. Um, so the question is, Amazon on, ordered ever, book first, the was what? It's a bit of a book question. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why I didn't ask it last oh week. Oh my God. Yeah, you, you, you're not wrong about it being a cruel uh, cruel question. <laughs> yeah. Wait till you hear the answer. Because mm. I thought the answer was going to be Bible the, or something <laughs> along those lines. Um, hmm. Any ideas, Dan? I'm going to have to guess Dictionary Webster's because I have absolutely no clue what else to say. <laughs> that is a really good guess, but it is incorrect. Jack, any thoughts? Um, no food this week, then. Dictionary Collins. No, the answer is Thought of Mechanisms Fundamental, the of Models Computer, Analogies Creative, oh. and Concepts Fluid. That was going to be my next guess. Can I still have the fiver? <laughs> I'll send you two pound fifty. Okay. So yeah, I, d- I would struggle to read that forwards. To be honest, even if that had been asked in the correct order, just I've never heard of that in my How life. How long were you rehearsing so. that for? I wasn't at all actually. Oh, wow. I just had to struggle to read it off the off my phone. <laughs> wow. So if I did well, then you're welcome. After PayPal, you were five now. Yeah. Thank you. No. So in case you missed Jack and Amy playing this first time round, the rules are somewhat straightforward. 
Jack and I will be given a subject each by Bry, and we'll have 30 seconds to name as many things related to the subject as we can. So, for example, if I was to run out of ideas, I can pass to Jack by saying best of luck, mate, and he'll have the remainder of the time to carry on in the hope of picking up some points for himself. Okay, so how many are we going to do this time, Bry? Have you got many prepared? Um, I've got four prepared, but I can think of more if you want more. Oh, perfect, yeah. Um, Shall we see how we go? Yeah. We're ready. Um, so, as you're my incredible co-host today, Dan, do you want to start? Yeah, I'll give it a go. Okay, Dan, um, your category is High Street Shops. New Look, Marks and Spencers, Next, Tesco, Aldi, Lidl, Game, CEX, Lush, The Body Shop. Uh, best of luck, mate. Uh, Lidl, Sainsbury's, um, Blue Ink, uh, Card Factory, um, B&M, um, no, I don't know. How are we doing on points? Okay, so, at the end of the first round, Dan, you got 10 points, and Jack, you got 5 points. Okay, not so bad, not so bad at all. I wouldn't go that far for your score, mate. No, true. That's true. <laughs> There's still time. You can catch up. There is still time. Um, okay, my go, bro. What's my topic? Okay, your topic is um, things a person might wear. Uh, hat, scarf, because it's quite cold at the moment. Um, we'll go for jackets. I'm going to say coat. That's probably, you're probably going to tell me off for that one. Uh, shirts, trousers, um, undergarments. Shoes, socks, gloves. Uh, best of luck, mate. Ring, necklace, cufflinks. Uh, glasses, sunglasses, mm. visor. I was Ooh, reaching a bit right. there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We've been doing that for the whole episode, don't worry. Okay, so if I counted correctly, Jack, you got 11. Oof. Okay. Ooh. And Dan, you got six. Oh. Okay. Does that mean we're neck and neck now? I think you might be. Oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> it's heating up now. Yep, both on 16. Okay, so Dan, it is animals you might keep as pets. Dog, cat, horse, cow, pig, snake, chameleon, bearded dragon. Frog, rat, mouse, hamster, gerbil. Best of luck, mate. Ooh. I don't know if you said a snake. Um, oh. Oh, I'm out of time. That wasn't very good, was it? <laughs> so Dan has significantly pulled his score back there. So Dan, you've got... 13 and Jack you got one brilliant might be that one that counts Jack you never know yeah so that means 17 suspense is killing me so Jack you're on 17 in total and Dan you are on 29 oof my mental math skills leave something to be desired but I'm trying my best (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um okay bro what's my what's my next topic okay jack yours is clothing brands mm, okay uh ralph Lauren, uh umbro 
New Balance, Nike, Adidas. Uh, it's one I see on Instagram called Bound. Very, uh, very, very much a fan of that one. Um, Puma. Oh, best of luck, mate. George, F and F, Asics, Uniqlo, Marks and Spencers. <laughs> Nail okay. in the coffin. <laughs> so let us see. So at the end of that round, Jack, you got seven, and Dan, you got five, Ooh. which leaves us with Jack on twenty-four, and Dan on thirty-four. Oh, I thought I caught up then, but you're ten ahead. Okay, ten ahead. beautiful. It's always my co-host that beats me. Um, okay, uh, Dan, it's your turn, bud. Oh, okay. Oh, let me think of something. <laughs> Run out of the ones I've written down. Oh, I've got four. <laughs> you can call Ooh, it God. here if you want. I'm very happy to stay ten points ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we have a tiebreaker? Not a tiebreaker because you're winning, but a final <laughs> deciding round. Okay. Want to take us home? Yeah, go on. Okay. Um, video games. Uh, Metro Exodus. Metro Last Light. Gary's Mod, Call of Duty, World at War. Um, best of luck, mate. Fortnite, um, FIFA, Football Manager. I'm a uh, very regular player of that one. Um, um, I don't know. Very honed in on the Fs there, weren't you? Mm, yes, yes. Um, that that's, seems to be my inadvertent <laughs> system I have. Uh, so, Bri, what are we? Uh, what are we finishing up on points wise? Okay, so that round, Dan got five and Jack, you got three, which cool. means that you are finishing Jack on twenty-seven points, and Dan, you are finishing on thirty-nine points. Ooh, very well amazing. done. <laughs> hey. so you pulled yourself a bigger victory there. There we go. What was it? Yeah, last week. It was Jack, just... you could have cheated there and had FIFA 12, FIFA 13, FIFA yeah, 14. Yeah, I, th- I was thinking, <laughs> but I was, I was being fair because Dan Dan said Call of Duty and I thought he was going to name the whole franchise. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, I thought, yeah, I could do that, but, you know, let's let's be fair here. Yeah. You to be want fair, to keep if the tables have been turned, I'd have gone in with Sims, Sims 2, Sims 3, mm. Sims 4, Sims Busted Out. <laughs> what my favourite game is. Yeah. Okay. Um, so there we are. That's uh, that's best of luck, mate. And that's it for the uh, for this week's episode. I've been Dan. They've been Bry, and he's been Jack Woody. I'll be back next week with Bry for some more fun games and stupidity. Uh, but until then, thanks for listening. We really do appreciate it, and we hope that was endurable to a degree. Later's. See ya.